bit like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. It's still cold in Winnipeg, but the Winter Option Festival is a great reason to leave the house. Produced by the West End Cultural Center in partnership with Real Love Winnipeg, the festival has some amazing shows happening this spring. And which police radio has tickets? Stay glued to our social media to see how you can win tickets for a series of great shows at XQ's Cafe and Lounge, featuring amazing local artists like Bobby Dove, El Leon and the Strangers, Joe Curtis, Ala Barker, The Noble Thieves, Two Crows for Comfort, Riel, and more. For more information including artist bios, concert schedules, and ticket links, check out the Winteruption website at www.winteruptionwpg.ca or find all of their events on Facebook. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm uh, again on the internet where we all live with our, uh, you know, pandemic uh, lives, sitting on a, behind a computer. But um, I'm here with someone who hasn't been on the show before. And actually, the guests on this episode's music is fairly new to me. One of the things that I like to do uh, in order to find new local music is I kind of, every few months, I go on Bandcamp, just type in Winnipeg, and then just go through as much of it as I can find that's tagged with Winnipeg. And, and I find some cool stuff there that I kind of wouldn't necessarily see through the other sources I find local music. So that's how I found the guest on this show. And I think that uh, the best way to start this off is if you want to just introduce yourself and maybe give a bit of background about what it is you do musically. Yeah, you bet. Well, thanks, Sam, for having me. And uh, I, I love the the way that you found me. It reinforces tagging and like... <laughs> it works, it works. <laughs> it works right on, yeah, for sure. Uh, so my name is, is Ali Khan. I'm, I'm a music producer here in Winnipeg. And uh, what I do is I create... Um, a variety of different styles of music, but the the main the main project I think that you found is um, is the one that I released music under the name Yoyu. That's right. That's right. And it. it's an ambient and ambient music project. And uh, you know, really, what it is is it's music to help you know primarily me relax. <laughs> and I found other people really enjoyed it too. So I started releasing music through that that pseudonym. Uh, I think as early as 2014. I think okay. roughly when I started doing that. Yeah. Well, the one thing that surprised me too was, I mean. Uh... I found you, I listened to that, I, I definitely got the same vibe from it, and I, I want to talk to you about that in a little bit, but um, I, I was surprised at how much of a discography you have, because there was, I mean, from that one record, the, the newest one you have out, it led to another one and another one, and then I kind of saw the the breadth of the uh, the, the catalog you have there. So how long have you actually mm-hmm. been doing this, uh, you know, under this name or others? Yeah, I mean, I've been writing music for a very long time, uh, since I was about... Like 16 would be when I legit started producing music on cassette tapes. Cool. And, uh, you know, that's like in the 
mid mid eighties. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, um, you know, it's, I've been working through a variety of different styles of electronic music. I really, um, really landed into like a, a solid groove in techno for a few years. And, uh, and I, I still do some of that type of work right now as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, this particular style of music is something I started doing probably around 2012, 2013. Okay. Um, and it, you know, it, like the, the origin story in it was, was like really kind of cool. So what was happening is I was tracking some pads for some, you know, just kind of atmospheric dance music, if you will. And at the time, and, and uh, I mean, I love the spatialization of those pads and the sounds of the way they swirl and stuff. And I thought, well, like, what if I just slowed this thing down the way I slowed down a record? And sure, it did. Sure. And I slowed it, I slowed it down like 13, three, three times specifically three times. And, uh, so the first album I released that way, it was actually an album that I recorded. All of the tracks were recorded at three times the speed that you hear them. And I just slowed them down and it had this effect. <laughs> it's like that, that you hear basically. That's where the but meditative like kind being, of vibe comes from it. That the, they're really yeah, exactly. relaxed. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, of course from there I said, well, why do I have to slow the tracks down? Why can't I just play that way to begin with? So, right. so right. I started doing that. So what was the, um, I mean, when you're doing that kind of stuff, I guess it's obviously it's very, um, well, ambient is, is clearly the word that, that is used to describe it, but yeah. you're more so just putting out um, like textures rather than necessarily beats and, and even, even progressions. I mean, a lot of it sounds like it's relatively free flowing. That might be just yeah. kind of the, the perception of, of, feeling relaxed while listening to it uh, but you That's know what right. i mean right it's it's all um kind of uh it's all about feel how do you uh, i mean every band i've ever played in, and it's been a while since i played music it's always been the complete opposite of that it's been super uh like energetic and high strung and and aggressive and i think that's just part of my personality but the idea of making music that is calming is is something that i wish i knew how to do like how do you get into the mindset i guess of putting that, those those textures out and creating yeah. with, with your equipment. There's a few things, right? Like the, the it's definitely a body feeling thing. Um, well, so there's actually maybe a couple things I could mention. It's a great, it's a great topic actually. I don't think about it too much. Uh, <laughs> that might be the solution. Just not thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, actually, there's something behind this actually. So there's two things. Like one thing is I'm really into sound design. Okay. So um, I'm pretty intentional about the instruments I use, and there's a lot of custom sound development that goes on. Um, I, I experiment with synthesizers like a, like a madman. Um, like I, it's not uncommon for me to buy and sell synths like, you know, every, every couple months oh, really? and okay. just okay. cycle through them. And, you know, cause what I'm trying to do is just like stay on top of technology and really um, find the best tools to be able to create the sound that I, that I like to feel. And uh, so I find myself, like, especially lately, working with a lot of tools that have a lot of programmability to them. So okay. that's kind of one thing. So I spend lots of time in sound design, like probably more time than that than anything else. So then and so I kind of perfect the sound that I'm playing. And then, and then the other thing is just the performance part of it um, is definitely a body feeling. It's kind of like I'm, I, you know, I have to kind of slow down into it. One of the, the series of, like, people talk about their you know, the fortunate events that kind of bring them to where they are. And one of the things that I was really uh, lucky to come into was uh, a friend invited me to play music for yoga classes. That makes and one thing led to, 
Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And one thing led to another and I, and I started performing yoga music, like classes, like music for classes um, regularly okay. um, uh, for a yoga studio in Winnipeg. And uh, it was interesting because when I first showed up to those classes, I came with a slightly beat oriented style. It had like slowed down rhythms. You could almost imagine like a little bit techno trippy sound and and gradually like one performance at a time I started just to kind of drop all that stuff because it especially some of the classes I was playing for they had like you know very long 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 sitting on the floor poses that can be like three to five minutes right and it seems really inconsiderate to actually put too much ideas into people's heads while that's happening. And it, it started to become this thing where I was like, Oh, I get it. Like, so in some respects, maybe I've been schooled in meditation and yoga through, you know, trying to perform for those classes. Yeah. And, uh, and it had this effect. Cause I mean, just like I said, like one class at a time, I just got more and more comfortable releasing all that. I, ca I call it aggression. Like it's not aggression in a bad way, but it's like this, like I have something to say kind of aggression, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, it just kind of slowly fell away uh, a little bit at a time. And like, I got really, really comfortable performing what you hear, especially right. in some of those uh, later albums. Yeah.
if you're especially if you're doing that for for yoga classes and you're trying to sort of set the set the tone i guess for the class by having that going on in the background how deliberate is what you're doing i mean is a lot of it just kind of happening on the spot or is it all very well mapped out and you have already determined these sounds this this structure yeah i get asked that question a lot because it's kind of unusual the the sound itself is designed so what one thing to be said is like 50% 50% of what you're experiencing in, in that is this, the quality of the sound right. because you're, we're dealing with like synthesizers and customized instruments effectively. So, it, you know, it's like, it's like you picking up a guitar and strumming a note on it and I pick up the guitar and strum a note on it. There's going to be something very similar about that. So like the quality of the sound right. is a big part of it. And I show up with most of that kind of program because of the, 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 this, the design that goes into making the sound, but then the performance part of it is completely ad hoc. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a very, it's kind of like a full body improv, I call it. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of sitting there trying not to get ahead of myself or, or anybody else and like breathing deeply and, and just kind of following where I'm curious about the sound. It also means that I have to be very, very careful about, um, uh, the tonality of what I play. So I'm very careful not to like make chord changes happen too abstractly because they can really shift a person's thinking. Sure. And, right. And in and out of, right? so it's, it's very kind of cautious and it's almost like, um, I don't know if you could use the analogy of like kind of slowly meandering, you know, in the dark, <laughs> kind of taking a step and just saying, okay, like, is there something here? Okay, yeah, there's a bit of something there. And then I, I kind of go off in a little direction another way and you can kind of feel it. And you feel, ah, that doesn't feel quite right. So I kind of back out of it and kind of move more slowly in another direction. And I keep just, you know, wayfinding myself through the sound that way. Every once in a while, I go a little bit, like, <laughs> relatively wild, <laughs> like, and play, like, a bit of a melody. And that's, that's just improv with scales. Okay. That's the, the inspiration from that comes from some of the, I guess the style of performance you hear in, I think in Northern Indian music, if, if I'm not mistaken, where there's like traditionally like a very strong drone and a center. And then, and then on top of that, some prescribed scales that are used for improvisation. And I, I'm not pretending that I actually know how to do that at the level of classical music, but I take inspiration from the idea of that in any case and, and kind of riff out on, on, on some scales that I like that way too. Well, it almost seems like it has, has a lot in common with, with more, more kind of harsh drone and noise music and, but, but, but pleasant. <laughs> it's like you're taking the same, yeah, the same yeah, thing of, of just yeah. these like you know, long passages of, of uh, not a single note, but like a single vibe and just kind of drawing it out, which is similar in a lot of aggressive stuff. But yeah, it's, it's just yeah. um, yours uh, suits the, the, the site, the area that you're performing it in, the people who are hearing it, I guess, uh, more than That's some right. of the heavy yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to be somewhat gentle with people in that state. Um, I mean, a lot of times, I think. I mean, I've been in classes like that, and you're kind of opening yourself up to a bit of vulnerability when you're laying there, and sure. you know, and taking direct instruction from a teacher and following them, you know, to your best of your ability, and opening your mind up and kind of being relaxed. It's it's a You'd hate to actually like shock someone during that. <laughs> so it has happened though, where like I've made a mistake and like okay. electronics, you know, loud noise. <laughs> does that just disrupt the whole class? 
usually people laugh. Okay. It's, uh, because, <laughs> yeah, but it does disrupt things, but it's very fast. It's kind of, you know. Yeah, then you go back into the, what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. And maybe it was supposed to happen. Who knows? Maybe someone <laughs> is overthinking. Maybe it was someone is overthinking a bit and they needed a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a wake-up call. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> How do you take that stuff then? I mean, I know, like like you said, you, you spend a lot of time on the on the designing the sound and, and getting the sound you want. But in terms of the, like you said, ad hoc um, performance aspect of it, how do you take that and then decide, okay, I'm going to release an album. What goes on the released music that you put out? Uh, right. Do you, take, do you record yeah. when you're actually performing and take passages from that? Yeah. Or how, how do you sort of determine, okay, this is good enough or this is, you know, uh, valuable enough, I guess, to, to include on something that's going to be heard more than once? Yeah, for sure. Um, some of the releases on my label are just basically live recordings from those classes. Okay. And all I've done with them is given them a little bit of studio treatment to kind of balance the sound and frequencies and then removed any things that I thought just didn't fit, you know, but you, yeah, some, some of the performances and classes have been suitable and they basically walk out and they've got like 60 minutes of music and, or 90 minutes of music and it's, you know, edited down to an album. Then there are other situations where I'll very intentionally kind of create an album. Okay. It's still a bit of studio. It's the same process I described to you, but in the studio by myself. Um, but when I do that, I have the liberty of like being, um, uh, have a lot more tools at my disposal. Like I've got, you know, the whole <laughs> spectrum of instruments. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if I think of an idea, I can pause for a minute and set things up and go do that. So you'll find that some of those albums have a lot more going on. Like the, I think the last album I released is maybe the one you may have heard, which, I mean, there's some sequenced melodies in there that sound a little bit more, um, those would be hard, really hard to do in a live setting with electronics without, unless I prepared everything, which is not something I would like to do that much, but, um, you know, they, they have a lot of, like I'm in the studio kind of tweaking the sequence till I get it just right. And then I record a take or two or three and then kind of pick the one I like and then and what I'll tend to do is record layers of stuff. So I'll, I'll get kind of one base idea down and then record another set of ideas and layer them on top of each other and just keep building this stack um, to create the song in the end that you cool. hear. Cool.
are, do you have to be in a different kind of mindset recording that in the studio than you are, you know, live with with it with an actual listening audience there? Do, regardless of how much yeah. you pay attention, you know, it's you're creating the atmosphere for them, right? And by, by yourself, you're by yourself. Is it a different thought process? It is. Yeah, it is very different. I find it way easier to play music for people than by myself. I, I start thinking very easily or I get distracted checking Instagram or Facebook yeah. when I'm at home. Or there's something about the, like I call it the fine line of performance. When you, Once you start, you're like on a tightrope for like an hour, right? And um, I mean, it's a pleasurable experience. I don't mean to make it sound <laughs> challenging or difficult, but yeah, it's, yeah. it is this experience where you're on the spot and there's something that keeps you there because of the, like it's easy to keep the attention focused on the performance for like an hour and not not really fall out of it. Well, you have to, right? Audience, right? Because people you have to, right? Yeah, there's a, yeah, yeah. You know, and yoga classes are fun because they're they don't watch, but they're they're very <laughs> right, right. they're tuned in, but they're not looking at you, which is kind of neat, actually. So you're just that. off in the corner, just providing the the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do the same thing in, in the summer when I can, and um, you know, I'll set up in parks in the city and bring a small sound system and do the same kind of thing for folks there in that setting. And it actually works out the same way. Really? Uh, I was going to ask, cause that yeah. seems very different because you're in an open air. And I know you have, on some of your recordings, you have field recordings as well. So you have nature sounds and things mm-hmm. coming in, which I guess is happening organically when you're performing outside. But it just yeah. seems like it'd be a very different feel to, to hearing that in an enclosed space versus just kind of out in the open air. Is it, does it, it works the same though? It does to me. Yeah. From a performance perspective, it feels just as kind of open and free. Yeah. The field recordings are different though, because they, I'm not too sure if anyone knows that they're there when you're sitting outdoors in the park. Cause like you said, they blend in with everything else. Right. But, yeah. What yeah. are you looking for with yeah. field recordings? Like what kind of sounds are you trying to find to, to kind of fit with what you're doing? Yeah. They're what I'm usually really attracted to are sounds where there's very little, well, actually, frankly, none, no man-made um, sounds. So I get kind of upset when planes fly by <laughs> while I'm recording and I have to kind of pause and start over again. But, yeah. um, I'm looking for that just un, like that um, uninterrupted sound of, of being in, in nature. So it's easy to get to easier, I shouldn't say easy, but easier to get to on longer hikes where I'll kind of get out from a vantage, you know, from a start point three, four kilometers in, and usually at kind of like the right elevation too. The lower you, if you're in a bit of a kind of a low spot along the trail, it's great because you don't get a lot of the surrounding sounds. Like sometimes you'll still hear the highway and things like that. And you just don't want that. Right. So I'm trying to get that sound of like just open space in nature without man-made sounds. Same thing goes for, I've used some ocean recordings as well. And I've been fortunate to get out on like some cloudier days where there's been no people. Yeah. And, you know, I can set up a field recorder at the side of the ocean and record there for, you know, 10, 20 minutes kind of thing and grab uninterrupted sound, which is absolutely lovely. Yeah. If you get, say you get 10 minutes of ocean sounds, what, which, which section of the ocean sound of that recording are you using and why? Like what, you know, say you end up using like a three minute section of that 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Why is that three minutes? Like, what are you specifically hearing in that? field recording that, that you know is going to is going to work or is going to contribute to what you're making um, yourself yeah it's it's pr- 
probably a very aesthetic thing. So it's a matter, I, I tend not to edit the field recordings, which right. is interesting. Yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, if I, if I get interrupted by some kind of sound like a plane or a car or something like that, I'll actually just stop and start over and I'll trash that recording. Um, I, it's, I don't think that's even something I've thought of. It's like something I do on purpose. I just, in principle, try not to edit them. Okay. And then the, what I'm going for is like the balance of frequencies mainly. Um, I, I, I don't know, I find the sounds really musical. You know, the, like the just similar to what you were saying earlier about, about drone music, like mm. in the noise, there's a, there's something there as well, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like in the static noise of the ocean, you know, just sitting down and listening to it, I just love the, the ups and downs of the frequencies and the crescendos. And there's, to me, there's some music in that. That's okay. really interesting. And if I use it in a song, like I do, it's usually, it's usually kind of what influences all the other pieces around it. So that becomes the dead. And then I, I, it's almost like I'm jamming to that, you know? Okay. Okay. That's yeah. And it's kind of, kind of complimenting it as maybe a good word or, or painting in with it with some other, with some other colors. I like that. Cause that's the reverse of what I expected. I thought you were, you know, you already had the piece figured out and you're trying to find a, a nature sound that, that, that goes with it. But I like that, that, that that's kind of the starting point. Yeah. Build up it's the that. other way around. It's kind of the other way around. Like it's a, it's the bed and then, uh, it's the inspiration for the rest of the stuff that comes around it. Yeah. So like on that on that album uh, that we were just talking about, uh, well, actually not that one. Let's see if I can remember my own music. <laughs> In your best oh, we're talking about yeah. yeah. There's a song that is it's a piano piece, and uh, it is recorded around some aspen trees that were sounding really awesome. Uh, in uh, Cinnaboyne Forest, just here in the city. Okay. It's like I was out there one day last year, just as things were, um, yeah, it's on the album All Colors in the last song called Without Words. And uh, yeah, these aspen trees were sounding just remarkable. Um, they were still dry, no leaves on them. And uh, it was the spring. And they were kind of all clacking together, right. making that kind of sound, right? So I, I really was inspired by that. And that's what created the piece of music that sits with it. And I think a lot of people first. would see trees and not even... People are so busy, right? The idea of thinking yeah. of the, the tree... First of all, the trees are making a sound. And then secondly, like, oh, I should record this. So, like the sound is, is worth actually yeah. documenting, right? Like, I think that's a, a different way of looking at nature than especially in cities and stuff too, right? A lot of people are just it's there but you're getting from point a to point b and you don't even pay attention and it's cool that you're the idea of an aspen tree sounding great is is something that i don't think you hear people say very often so it's, it's, no, it's no, i like that like your, your way of looking at it yeah yeah it's a great way to slow down as you say like it's uh and just kind of pay attention to what's going on it, i mean it takes effort to get there um you know i had you know i had a day off work that day yeah. <laughs> so right so and you know i had you know I had to kind of drive there kind of walk into the forest, find a good spot. And uh, I wasn't sure what I was looking for either at that point, but um, that's part of it too. It's just kind of being ready to listen um, and doing that deep listening yeah. and really kind of tuning in. Yeah. It's easier It's easier to do by myself, I find for sure. Because if I'm with somebody, I feel the need to talk or explain things. Or, or yeah, and then you miss it, right? You miss, you miss the great sound it. because you're, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the the recorded stuff, the 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 albums that you have out, 
obviously, you know, you've, you've explained the yoga class side of things. That makes complete sense that that music is, is very suitable for that. Who do you, do you have a kind of a grasp on, on who's listening to this stuff outside of that context? Like who, who's downloading your music? Who's listening on Bandcamp? Who's listening on streaming services? Uh, I mean, I don't, I know you probably don't have the, you know, the exact uh, demographics of who, who's checking you out or whatever, but, I don't, yeah. but like, who, who is it for? I guess, do you want people to be doing things like meditation, like yoga while they're listening to it? Or what, what's sort of the, the, the goal of, of having this out there for people to, to check out on their own time? Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, I don't have too much of an, like a, uh, an idea of who's, who's downloading the music. It's, it's, um, it's, but in tr- I, can, I can share some thoughts about like sure. just people I've met face to face who talk to me about you know, what they what it does for them and uh, and it, it matches what I would hope for. Um, so I mean, first and foremost is to help people slow down and relax, um, which is what I you know frankly want for myself when I'm writing the music. That's how I use it too. It's to kind of keep me balanced. It's part of my own personal practice for yeah. being who I am. And uh, and it you know some people can listen to it and have that effect as well. And that seems to be what works. And so I've heard some wild s- stories like um, uh, there was uh, a couple that used it when they were birthing their child, for example, and they wanted relaxing music in, in the birthing room. Um, I've heard you know, uh, a great story from another friend who has chronic illness problems and it causes them to not be able to sleep well. So they use this music to be able to relax at the end of each day and okay. just kind of get into more of a um get into like a brainwave state i guess that helps them sleep uh that's actually been a theme from uh, quite a few people actually uh that just helps them relax at the end of the day and there's another there's another kind of set of stories I often here which is people love working through this kind of music too mm-hmm. like they, they because i think i think i get it because i, I do too and i know why it's um it's possible to listen to music like this without having to tune in. Yeah. There's no lyrics. There's no words. It's, um, it's, it can be background music if you want it to. And, and it's, it can help with focus. Yeah. Uh, right. So I think that that's kind of nice too. Like, you know, people do coding to music like this and I've heard that story. I certainly do work to it. Um, I listen to other artists that are similar to what I do in some cases and, and I find it, very, very helpful when I'm doing like deep thinking work, you know, that's, that's a cool idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I listen to all kinds of stuff while I'm working uh, and there are definitely some choices I've made in terms of what I'm listening to that maybe was not appropriate for yeah. trying to get yeah. into the zone of, of doing work. And I, I can see this working maybe a little better than some of the stuff that I've tried in the past, but yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. I like that.
if sure. people are hearing about you for the first time on on the show, how how do they find you? I know you have, like I said, you have a lot of music out there. Um, it seems like you're putting out at least a couple albums a year, um, based mm-hmm. on uh, your discography there. So, what's the best way to uh, to hear your stuff? Yeah, I mean, I'd say the easiest and best way is to go to my Bandcamp site, um, which is no more words, all one word. So, no more words. Bandcamp.com. Cool. And I'll, link I to that. Have, I'll link to that in the show notes too. So people thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. So I absolutely have that. Um, I also publish most of those albums through the streaming services like Spotify, iTunes, um, probably Amazon and a bit of YouTube in some cases. Okay. Yeah. And then in terms of like 3D in Winnipeg, because we're, we're talking to a s- somewhat Winnipeg audience yeah. and I mean, yeah. Um, and it seems prefer, like things are happening yeah. now again too finally like yeah yeah exactly for now yeah. anyway <laughs> yeah for sure so i mean a good place to follow me is on instagram if you're comfortable following someone personally because that's it's it's i it's not a very curated <laughs> experience if you know what i mean it's, yeah. i just post stuff about my life and but a lot of it happens to be music uh and uh you know if i'm playing i, I perform at least once a month at a yoga class so i'll usually post about that first if someone wants to come hang out there and do that um and if that's not you know a person's jam i do perform um shows uh from time to time not as frequently um and i'll announce those you know on instagram as i do them as well um i'm certain that coming up in the spring weather permitting i'll help organize a drone day event which is something i've worked on for the past few years uh and I'll likely get a handful of other artists of like-minded music with like like minds and similar music, um, more along a wider spectrum of drone, I would say, though. We did a little bit of noise as well. And um, we'll do something in a park, I think, this year. Cool. It'll be appropriate. Cool. Yeah. I'm not too sure if I'm ready to do an indoor, even though it may feel safe, I'm not too sure if I'm ready to do an indoor show just yet i think i'll wait a little bit longer but i think outdoors would feel comfortable for a lot of folks yeah i think we're in this weird period yeah. right now where people aren't sure what yeah. to do i mean like whether they want to go to shows or not or but outdoors yeah. obviously solves some of the, a lot of the problems there with being in a yeah room and stuff, exactly so. cool yeah and drone is awesome outdoors i it's imagine I, i've never i've never tried yeah. i've never tried uh, checking out but it, it sounds like it would be it would be a cool experience to to hear that mm-hmm. in in nature mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's something i mean what's nice about it too is you're you can you can do what you want to do with drone, which is lie down, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, and you can sit up for a little bit if you want. But really, I mean, like it, to really, I think this is a personal. I guess I'm saying that I find to really appreciate it. I'm quite happy lying down and letting the sun shine on my face and yeah. you know, doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that goes to what you said too about it. It, it can be background music, but it can also be something that you're more engaged with, right? So depending on how you mm-hmm. want to you want to listen to it, if you want to sit down and just like kind of soak it all in, mm-hmm. that's that's an option as well as just doing something else while it's happening too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.